This is a HeadGum Podcast. The day I realized I was a soul coughing fan, yeah, to the part to the point where I was like, I need more records and I want to know more about them. Was that a song? I need more records and I want to know more about them. I went on their website and their website said, uh, "Welcome to soulcoughing.com. As of three days ago, we are no longer a band. We Whoa. cannot stand Wait, each other." Wait, when did you do this? This is like nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. I thought Seven. you were saying recently. <laughs> you were saying you did this recently. Nope. Uh, this was like back. Back. Okay. Did that bum you out? Yeah. I was like, I want to go to a concert. Yeah. I need to see these guys do it. I want to use that song Circles in a time travel movie You know someday. what that song's about, man? Oh, shit. No, you going to drop some knowledge on no, me? No, it's great. Oh, it's good. It is great. It's all good stuff. It's all good, like interesting. Okay, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to be like it's about a sex pervert. <laughs> That's the only thing you didn't want me to that- say. <laughs> Please don't say that it's, it's a about sex a pervert. dangerous sex pervert, and they like him, and they're singing about how cool he is. <laughs> it's a dangerous. <laughs> it's called ode ode to that one sex pervert. predator. Sex pervert Who predator. Who wasn't that bad of a guy. How many songs are there about sex pervert predators? <laughs> I hope there's exactly <laughs> zero songs. Tell me what Circles is about. Uh, it's uh, I can't remember, but there's very specific references. There's uh, <laughs> this really? house in... Uh, no, because I'm going to try to reach for facts and they're all going to be wrong. Languishing, right? There's this house built in Languishing. Okay. By this woman who like went crazy in the house or something like that. Right. And she built corners to trap ghosts. Right. I know I'm butchering this story. And I'm so sorry. I know exactly what you're talking about, Do but you I'm really? gonna keep you going so I can hear your version this of it. This is the idiot version though. <laughs> I can't wait. So what happened was Yeah, so she lived with all these ghosts. Yes. And she was like, I got to build staircases to nowhere uh-huh. to trap these ghosts. Which is a great Led Zeppelin song. Staircases to nowhere. We're getting a little confused here. <laughs> Wait, wh- okay, keep going. That's all I remember. Okay, so uh, you're going to, I'm going to, I apologize. You're going to have to tell me how you got to that again. How I got to, to that place where the woman built places for ghosts that's what the out. song is about oh that's what this song's about yeah that's the only thing we were talking about oh no what is there a problem <laughs> you just got a phone call and then you said oh no that's the last thing hang on i'm just sending a text really quick. <laughs> yeah, God. we're in the middle of a podcast. i'm sorry Listen. okay because i have something very interesting to say okay First of all, that's fucking awesome. Right? Because I love the Winchester Mansion. Winchester Mansion. Yeah. The Winchester, also known as the Winchester Mystery House. And by the way, the song that's playing right now is the Soul Coughing Circles song. It's it's actually called Circle. This was the first and pretty much, uh, not only, but the first song. Yeah, that was on like MTV and back in the day. Yeah. 90 like three. Four. The reason why we even got to this is because before I was rolling, 
we were talking about a song called Rolling. I was singing Rolling. Which is on this record. Yeah, and the reason why I was singing that is because Mike is rolling on a camera. Yeah. Not drugs, Not you drugs. perverts. It took you too long to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me under the bus, incidentally. There's another song by Soul Coughing called Rolling, which I'll play in a second. Too, I believe it's so called Rollin'. I hate to nitpick. I, it looks like it's. it says rolling over here. It's probably rolling then. <laughs> and that's uh, what I was thinking. Dude, the Winchester Mystery House, the Winchester Mansion, yeah. is a wonderful, scary place. Mm-hmm. And it really is. It was this woman. And do you know the story, the backstory? Obviously you don't, or you would have said it. <laughs> yeah. Everything I said was me fumbling through what, what, you what knew. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... The uh, the man that made the Winchester rifle, that is his house. That's his house. Okay. And his widow, when her husband died, went kind of crazy and decided that everybody that had ever been killed by a Winchester rifle was going to haunt her hmm. for the rest of her life. And so she decided to build places for them to go in her home. Places for them to hang out. Okay. And so that's that's it. That's the story. That's great. And I've been there. And what's it like? It's it's scary. Is it tough to move? Uh well the thing about <clears throat> the thing about it is is they can't you're not really allowed to like wander around because it's like it was a real house. Yeah. Now it's just this kind of like tourist trap or dare I say landmark? Is it a landmark? I think so. You know what? There's a song about it. I'm going to pull it up. You're very excited about it. Uh, Winchester House. Here we go. I'm going to pull up a little hickey-peep about it. Walkie paderp. Wakey party. Uh, so it is a real house so that you can't just like you know go knocking on doors you can't go walking up doorways can't go knocking on doors can't go knocking on doors won't be waiting for you there's a ghost behind there <laughs> <laughs> so you can't somebody lives there you so, can't well just go i don't in. think somebody lives there but i think it's like a it's at least a little museum yes yeah yeah it's like it's kind of a little tourist trap sure and now though I might be wrong about this, but I've heard recently they've opened it up for you to like stay there. Oh, no way. Like a hotel. Yeah. My goodness. The when I went, I actually went with Owen. Owen and I went. Remind me. He's the one that is here every day. <laughs> Go on. Um, uh, just, you can't go from awe to a sip. That's too much. That's much too but much. But I wanted a sip. I get it. And I didn't want to wait. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I wanted it. I wanted that sip, and it was so close. <laughs> um, When I went to the Winchester Mystery House, uh, it was like Halloween. It was like around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And they do this thing where they like turn off all the lights. In the house, and they give everyone flashlights, and it's like a flashlight tour. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was really creepy and cool, Um, but I highly enjoyed it. And now uh, I know so many people that have never been there, and we live very close to it. Wait a minute. Where is that? It's in San Jose. Oh, I thought it was in fucking... 
Not here. Uh-oh. I thought it was in England. No, it's here in San Jose. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes me want to go, because I like that band so much. Right? Go to this home. It would definitely add to that. <laughs> Maybe we can go listen to the song in the house during the flashlight time. Do you think people have done that? What if when you do that, it opens up a ghost door and a boy gentleman comes out? <laughs> a boy gentleman? A little redundant. <laughs> Welcome back to the what Boy if, Gentleman Podcast. What if a fancy boy comes out? <laughs> what if a small gentleman comes out? <laughs> Can you give me a description of the small gentleman? Well, he was very well dressed. <laughs> I want to open up a pub called the Small Gentleman. <laughs> Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make sure the stools. <laughs> you don't even need to finish. I know exactly where you're going with that. I think I know where you're going with that one. <laughs> Small gentleman inside uh, the the small gentleman. Yeah, yeah, you can order a boy gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drink on the menu. Yeah, we get the boy gentleman. <laughs> it's a, a round of boys for the guys. <laughs> a round of boys for the guys. <laughs> what do you guys think? Round of boys. <laughs> You guys thinking about getting some boys? I mean, the guys are going to get some boys after work today. I hate the end of this bit. I hate it. Yeah, it's no good. Oh, my goodness. Um, I would go to that place. You would go to the Winchester Mystery House? Yeah. Um, it's a little scary, man. What if it, when you said opens up a door to like a ghost door? Uh-huh, yeah. What if it opens up <laughs> some sort of portal? I thought of Beetlejuice. Me too. That's what I was thinking of. Interesting. Because um, it miss, is. Like, they do make it. When was the last time you saw Beetlejuice? I try to watch it every couple of years. Okay. Like on a certain day. Well, I've, uh, <laughs> yeah, Beetle I've got a reminder set for every couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tells just, me to watch Beetlejuice. Listen, Beetlejuice has been a uh, must-have in my collection for a very long time. Sure. Um, it's just one of my favorites. It's a good movie. Yeah. So I own it. Right. So, you know, you don't watch every movie you own all the time. No. I'm, dude, I used to own it because I taped it on a VHS off of HBO. <laughs> right. That's okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I've never had it on DVD. And I've always looked for DVDs, and I was bummed out that they didn't have any like extra features or anything like that. They would have like the trailer and the movie. Yeah, yeah. That was the old days of DVDs. Yeah. This Blu-ray disc I have ain't no joke. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's got all sorts of stuff. I wasn't going to call it a joke. (laughs) (laughs) What does it have? It's got like behind-the-scenes stuff. It's got commentary. 
That's ma- great. Perhaps an anniversary special where they talk to the cast. That's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> Does it have the cartoon by any chance? Oh, dude, there are new versions of Beetlejuice you can buy that comes with two episodes of the cartoon. That's good. Yeah, that's a great plan. Dude, I saw it. We're, I don't even know what we're talking about by this point, Yeah, but we're just going to keep going. Let's go, man. The Very train's going. Banter. Train's going. I saw, and tell me if you remember this, because we, uh, we have a lot of parallels in yeah. our life. We yeah. remember the same things vividly. Yeah. This is an old, about the time of the cartoon. Okay. An old school McDonald's toy, uh, like a uh, Happy Meal toy. Yeah, yeah. I used to collect after, those. Modeled after the uh, the Beetlejuice cartoon. The cartoon, yeah. I saw pictures of those online the other day, like yeah. on eBay, and I yeah. had like a like a stomach reaction. Yeah, to it. yeah. I was like, I remember fucking playing with those. Just unlocked like a week of my childhood that was gone. Just forever. seeing it, yeah. And it was like, oh my god, I remember going to uh, that McDonald's or Burger King or whatever it was, and then going uh, to the beach. It might have been the Burger King. <clears throat> yeah because i don't know if mcdonald's could get behind that gross garbage <laughs> <laughs> beetlejuice is about a dead boy so you can't it's really about a rotting man he's a, he's <laughs> a, a gentleman he's <laughs> he's a dead gentleman he is beetlejuice well, the dead gentleman we just don't want to associate with any programs about dead gentlemen <laughs> We're going to have to pass on the Beetlejuice cartoon. There's <laughs> <laughs> just one thing. I don't know if, if, it's, if the writing is locked up. <laughs> right? Does he have to be a dead gentleman? <laughs> this, this Beetlejuice fella. We love this cartoon. We think kids are going to love it. Does the gentleman have to be dead? <laughs> We were thinking maybe he was a plumber, like a funny plumber. We at least thought he was a living man. (laughs) Was quite surprised to get to the part in that treatment there where he was a dead gentleman. Beetlejuice. I'm referring to the cartoon about the deceased gentleman. Listen. Uh... It really is a show about a dead guy it that is. they did for kids. Whole movie about it. Well, that's the thing. It's based off a movie, so you can't really change the fact that he's a dead gentleman. So there was only <laughs> one movie, right? In that movie, that the dead gentleman said fuck. Yeah. He said nice yes, he fucking did. model. Yes, he did. Fast forward however many months, yeah. and he's like, we're playing with him. And a toy meal. Yeah. In a meal for children. And watching his cartoon on Saturday morning. He didn't happen to say that in the cartoon, did he? No, I'm just saying. He didn't like, say fuck in the cartoon? That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is weird. That it's, that was like an adult thing that was yeah. made for kids? Yeah. I think there are predator toys. And the predator murders people. Yes. So there's a lot of weird shit out there, I think it. Yeah. I just... uh that just kind of dawned on me. I loved Beetlejuice <clears throat> so much. And my parents were never like, I don't know if you could watch this. You know what's funny about that cartoon, though? Um, you know, I ne- did you ever think about why it didn't look like Beetlejuice? Like why, why the animated Beetlejuice didn't look like Beetlejuice? Because Beetlejuice was a live-action man. Mm-hmm. 
Is that why he didn't look like it? Uh, no, it's because to get the rights to Michael Keaton's face yeah. would have required a lot more money. Oh, <clears throat> so they just made him look like a... Made him look like a fat man. <laughs> he looked like a slob. The, yeah, he, the cartoon you, Beetlejuice. And you ready for this? I'm gonna blow your goddamn mind. I Michael. can't wait, man. I'm having a great time today. Me too. This is fun. Go this ahead. is nice. It's, I needed this. <laughs> we took a whole week off because we were at Comic Con, <laughs> and it was tough. Um, I realize my voice is gone a lot. I realize we. I do the podcast. <laughs> I do the podcast a lot when my up? voice. <laughs> <laughs> I do the podcast a lot with my voice nearly gone, and I realize like that's an embarrassing. It's almost an embarrassing problem to have, <laughs> but it turns out it's just because I'm a loud bastard. When you say it's an embarrassing problem, like a bunch of like <laughs> high school bullies are gonna come and listen to this guy <laughs> with his voice always gone. Must have been yelling a bunch. I just don't want people to think I'm sick. Hey, hey, guys, let's all throw shit at this guy. His voice is almost gone. I'm gonna blow your mind. Ready? Go ahead. The voice of Beetlejuice from the cartoon. The voice of Homer Simpson. No way, really? Yeah. Dan Castaneda or something. Is that how you say it? Castaneda. Dan Castaneda. He gets his haircut where Zola <coughs> used to uh, work. No way. Yeah. That's and so cool. Sam and Monica. And it all came full circle. Three questions. Bald. Yes. But he does, he does have a hair on the side. That he yeah. gets worked on. He gets worked on professionally. The Winchester Mystery House is a mansion in San Jose, California, which was once the personal residence of Sarah Winchester, a widow of gun magnate William Wirt Winchester. Located at 525 South Winchester Boulevard in San Jose, the Queen Anne-style Victorian mansion is renowned for its size, its architectural curiosities, and its lack of any master building plan. It is a designated California historical landmark! Boom! I believe the lyric is, when you were languishing in rooms I built to foul you in. Oh my God, that's totally it. Yeah, that's the first line of the song. Yeah, that's the first line of the song. Unless I'm mispronouncing some of those words. No, I think you said them perfectly. Well, that's great. Do you know how to play that one? <clears throat> the film is, uh, the home. Is your guitar tuned? It is. Jump on in. Can you play that? I used to be able to. Oh, get it, baby. You can teach another um, <laughs> The mansion is privately owned and serves as a tourist attraction. Oh. Give up? Why'd you give up? I was waiting for it. Because you forgot. I was to, wrong. You forgot how to play it. Yeah. Mostly. It's not in <clears throat> tune. As it were. I'm sorry. That's okay. I also think it's a weird tuning and a bunch of other excuses. I don't remember. How Ever since the construction commenced in 1884, <laughs> the property and mansion were claimed by many, including Winchester herself, to be haunted by the ghosts of those killed with Winchester's rifles. 
<laughs> Under Winchester's day-to-day guidance, <clears throat> it's from the ground-up construction proceeded around the clock, by some accounts without interruption until her death on September 5, 1922, at which time work immediately ceased. Sarah Winchester's biographer, however, claims that Winchester, quote, routinely dismissed workers for months at a time to take rest as, a, as I might. And notes that this flies in the face of claims by today's Mystery House proprietors that work at the ranch was ceaseless for 38 years. <clears throat> let's, have, let's write a series called Winchester's... Uh, <laughs> Everybody loves Winchester. <laughs> Or like we can come up with a good name, but here's the premise of the show: it's a three camera sitcom, (laughs) laugh track. We got an audience, and it's the Winchester Mansion. Takes place in the Winchester Mansion, yeah. And they've got the set has all the stairways that go to nowhere and stuff, and it's all about the it's all about uh, like the woman living Sarah Winchester with all the ghosts. That's good. How many ghosts we talking? Ooh, so many ghosts. (laughs) You can bring in every ghost. Every famous we can, Hollywood we ghost. We can see if every ghost is available. <laughs> we could get Hollywood on Who it. Who was the dead gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some of those famous dead gentlemen in there. That's the corporate writer's room. We got to get the, the dead gentleman, uh, the deceased. What was his name? I think what Beetle we're going to need to do is we're going to need to get every ghost in that program. Patrick Swayze's ghost. Ghost dad. Stick him in the corner. The ghost of Bernie of Weekend Dad. Because he had to have a ghost. He's dead. Yeah. Slimer. Slimer. Casper. Casper. Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Don't recall recall that that gentleman. (laughs) You don't remember Danny the ghost? (laughs) You don't remember that? Was that before or after Casper? We're <laughs> called Danny. Uh, what do you think? You should we make it? What do yeah. we call it? Let's call it Winnie's Place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's perfect. Winnie's Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, but it, she, her last name is Winchester. Winchester. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> we, we could call it Sarah's place. Hey, can I have a word with you, Mrs. W? <laughs> is that the neighbor? That's one of them. Or that's one of the that's ghosts. That's one of the ghosts. Are I, they dude, just coming in and out constantly? Every friend can play a ghost on that show. All the friends. That's true. Wait, we should really write this. Rachel, Chandler, all of them. All the friends. <laughs> what were you saying? We should write this down? Yeah. We're recording this on a podcast. Yeah, but we should go back and listen to it and write it on paper. Okay. And then we can type it up into an email and send it to, to somebody. ourselves. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest with you, buddy. I'm not seeing anything in this Wikipedia article about the soul coughing song. That's okay. Why would it be? Why would it be on the Wikipedia page? Yeah. Because that's an interesting fact, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but it wouldn't be on 
on the house's Wikipedia page, it would probably be on that song's wiki pal or the band's wiki dicky. I just feel like someone would put that in the Maybe Wikipedia you're page. the person who does it. I'd rather not. This was in, uh, are you doubting me right now? Is that I, what's happening? I don't happening? know, like in the Do slightest. Do you not believe me? In the very slightest. How many times have you read Mike Doty's book, okay. The Book of Drugs? All right, I'm going to go ahead and believe it then. Because me twice. If I'm asking me, I have to answer twice to that, to you, be truthful. Do you like their other songs? Yes, most of them. I just knew this one because at Cartoon on Cartoon Network, they would play this really late at night because the music video is like an old MGM cartoon. Uh, <clears throat> yes, you're right. Yeah. That's awesome. That was my, that was my uh, first experience with this song. And then I was like, oh, what else has this band done? And I was like, oh, shit. It's Soul Coughing. Yeah. Who did Circle? They were, they were, they wrote a lot of fun songs. Can I tell you a thing? Go a ahead. drug thing? Tell me a thing. Sometimes his songs were so crazy because he would do drugs and just write down words that felt the best to say. Oh. And so when he was like. Did he have a problem? He had like a drug problem? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what his whole book is about. And then he had this, he doesn't do it anymore and he still makes music. Wow, shit. Is Roland about. Rolling on drugs? A lot of those songs aren't really about much. Okay. They're just like uh, <clears throat> poetic phrases. He was a slam poetry guy. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I've seen what he looks like. He's, he's an interesting looking guy. Yeah, he's good. He's always He's been one of my favorites for years. Well, what does he do these days? Uh, really kind of like chilled electro pop music. Okay. It's like acoustic based. That's cool. Is it good? It's very, very good. Wow, shit. I would love to listen to that. Yeah, and then he did a whole, uh, he remade every Soul Coughing song on fucking, what was the record? It might have been that one. El Oso. No, I think it was Irresistible. Oh, this is going to make me so angry. Because El Oso, for the listeners, is the album that has Rolling and Rolling (laughs) and Circle. Yeah. I think he redid that album. Okay. I'll I'll play it for you. Um, speaking of music, can I put you on the spot? Of course. Oh, shit. Are you going <clears> to... <throat> so this is a track currently playing called Morning Stroll. Some of you guys might recognize it as our, our previous <clears throat> podcast theme music. But something happened. You don't like it at all, even a little bit. That's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. I'm just reminding you. So you don't like that track at all? No. Because you've heard it a million times. Yeah. I've never heard that track in my life. All right? So that's why I chose it. And I'm just putting, I'm just putting it out there. Yes. That like I've never heard that track, and I thought it was like a fun, lively track to start our podcast off yeah i have zero preference for it in fact like even if it was a song i recognized i probably wouldn't care yeah that it's our podcast theme song right but i get it you're a musical man and it means a lot to you for the music to be good i'm gonna say i apologize if i came off too strong in my opinion of 
how horrible the theme music was. Well, can I apologize about not consulting you before choosing it? No, I don't think that you need to do that. Because I didn't, and I feel a little bad about it, because then maybe we would have solved the problem altogether. I don't know that we've ever had a serious problem. There's never been a serious problem. This is the closest thing we've had to a serious problem. This has threatened our friendship. <laughs> now, <clears throat> um, it's not the same. I was told that... Um, <laughs> That I that that's the type of me that type of music is definitely heard before I've heard that type of music yeah before and yes I have heard that type of music before I've heard tracks similar to it yeah but not that exact track and I think that's your problem with it not the style of the track right just the track the actual track is something you hear way too much yes okay just so we're clearing that up for no particular reason. I will tell you this. I like the song. I like the skiffle nature that it has. Right. But you don't like that you hear it. You've heard it a million times and other things. I would like our show to sound like our show totally. Have you, <clears throat> through the years of doing YouTube, have you ever heard a song that's like a free, um, what's the program? Royalty free. iMovie. Oh, sure. Song. Yes. On a million different yes. people's. And that doesn't make you say, like, oh, that I'll never put that on. No, it just makes me think, like, oh, there's that song. That's funny. I use it for weird shit. This person's <laughs> using it to unbox a diaper <laughs> box. <laughs> there's a box in the box? There's a box in the diaper. Well, Where did yeah. I put that diaper box? Is it in this much bigger box? <laughs> there is a diaper box that has diapers in it. It serves as a dispenser for diapers. You're right. The box. You're right. <laughs> Let's talk about the small gentleman a little bit more. The deceased gentleman. <laughs> Exhibit B. This is the new one. This is the new theme music. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be honest? Yes, you can. I think it raises the stakes too much. <laughs> you have to have a great podcast after a song like this. This sounds too heroic to it's be a podcast building it up. theme. What if we have an off day and we got to follow this song? You're right. What if that. we're talking I don't about want terrible shit and that's our theme song? I don't want that for us. Well, I think we're... Because I, he I heard a little something this weekend while I was at Comic-Con. Both you and I were at Comic-Con together, Yeah. but we never saw each other once. You're right. I saw you on a screen. Oh, you did? Yes. I forget where. On somebody's phone or like a picture that you... Like videos that people were tweeting yeah, yeah. of like... Uh, them with your billboard, which was awesome. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then a bunch of people were like doing videos of like w when you were doing interviews on the field. Yeah. They were posting that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like clips of it would show up everywhere around Comic Con. Um, but so, so I. You're famous now. Well, thanks, man. I tried it. It was a lot of work. 
I met some amazing people. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Because I want to know about your Comic-Con experience, too. We could talk more about that. Sure. But first, I want to say that um, I did hang out with Brett Register. Awesome. Who is the uh, my my friend who works for DC Comics. Yeah. And he's the director. And he's also the our guest co-host on It Feels Like the First Time podcast. Okay. <clears throat> I was going to say that guy should have a podcast. Yeah. Because he has like a podcasty voice. He does have a podcasty voice. And up until that, up until I heard him on your new podcast, yeah. I didn't think he had one. Yeah. No, that's his first podcast. Cool. And that's his only podcast. Good. Um, Start slow. Yeah. Because he's not very good. <laughs> he's great. He's great. And I love Brett. And in fact, I got so close with Brett at Comic-Con. Because uh, this is the, I mean, man, we're going to really dig in, aren't we? All right, fine. Did you just yell at yourself a little bit? Nah. Um, this is my sixteenth Comic Con. Hmm. Or is it fifteenth? <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> like I would know. This is gonna be math, easy math, and I'm embarrassed because I don't know. Take the number of years you went. Yeah. Total them up. <laughs> Hold on, let me write this down. What if I start <laughs> writing down all the words you said? <laughs> How do you spell Tolemup? <laughs> Is this one of them Tolemup situations? <laughs> Wait, so I got all the years in my head, now I Tolemup? <laughs> I know what year I was born. Do I Tolemup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just got my paycheck and I got to pay some bills. What is this, one of them Tolemup situations? <laughs> Goodness. I was at Comic Con this weekend, just surrounded by people. Try to count them so I can toll them up. <laughs> Lost count. <coughs> um, what were we talking about, man? I uh, have been, been going to Comic Con for a very long time. Yeah, about 15, um, 16 years. Yeah, 15 or 16 years. Uh, the exact math would be known if I wasn't unsure. Of the math to get from the year I started going to Comic Con to now. Have you tried tolling them up? <laughs> Can you spell that? No. <laughs> um, Sleep. So and uh, I've and it's only the past like five years that I've been working at it, um, and. Because I would go as a fan. I've been going as a fan for most of the time. But um, these past five years I've been working. And, it, you know, I've been doing stuff for SourceFed Nerd. And I do stuff with uh, Skybound. And I've done some stuff with, like, Nickelodeon. And um, <coughs> Kids WB. Stuff like that. Uh, this year I did some stuff with, with Comic-Con HQ. Which is the network I'm with. Um, where you can see my show, Mostly Harmless. Um, uh, but, but, uh, it, it's, it was so much work that I didn't have time to do anything. You didn't see anything. I, 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 well, I got to see the exhibit floor, which is what I love very much. Did you go when everyone was there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got, I had like an hour or two tops a day to go check out the exhibit floor each day. Yeah. So, um, Like right after we wrapped, 
I would go to the convention center. You and all would freestyle and then go to the... <laughs> yes, exactly, after the wrap-off. Um, so um, that I, f- I got to see the exhibit floor. And it was interesting because like after working all those hours, you'd think I'd just want to go back to my hotel room and crash. But like there was some instinct inside <laughs> me. There was some like something pulling me into the exhibit hall. Because really, because I've been going for so long, and I haven't missed a year, by the way. Um, it just, I just love Comic-Con and whenever I'm working at Comic-Con, I'm always like, man, I wish I wasn't working so I could be walking around and having fun. And this year was no different. And then some years I'll be walking around and having fun and then I'll be like, man, why aren't I working? I feel like this is a waste of a Comic-Con. Never happy. Right. But, but it's like, but like working Comic-Con has kind of like taken the fun out of Comic-Con a little Uh bit. Um, so it was very it took its toll on me this year. Mm-hmm. And uh because this year I was invited to more parties than ever before and I know more people than ever be- before and people who all go to Comic-Con and who are all partying and having a great time and I had to suffer through all the texts that were like you fucking asshole why aren't you here you piece of shit <laughs> and stuff like that from people who are real good friends. Yeah. Um, and I had to endure all the, just having to sleep because I had to get up early every fucking day for call time for this Comic-Con thing. Not even like, did you get a good rap party or No, I didn't get a chance to do anything. There was a party for all of the crew and the Comic-Con HQ people, but. But you're better than those people? I just, no, I just couldn't, you know? I couldn't. Because I just, I knew that it was just killer to be doing this and it was so stressful to do this that if I had added any extra hanging out time or doing extracurricular things, it would have like really fucked me for the next day. So I had a chance to walk around and, you know, it like instantly energized me to go Mm. into that exhibit hall. Because it really is in there where you feel like, man, this is Comic-Con. That's the part of Comic-Con that hasn't changed. Yeah. The flea market part. Uh, the flea market part, yeah. We're, yeah. But, I mean, there are definitely way more people in there than ever before. It's, yo. It's kind of a madhouse. It's too much. It's a lot. I, thank God, I wanted to see one thing. And one thing And only. I saw that thing twice. And that's, I wasn't like, I kind of looked around a little bit, but very quickly was like, nope, all set. Too uh, much. So you, like, weren't in there for very long. Not really. Maybe an hour. Each time. We'll talk about that. I want to get to your experience at Comic-Con, too. I wasn't trying to bojack your story. Oh, no. I wanted the horseman. <laughs> I love it. I Next enjoy time it. I'll give you the horseman. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, but I enjoy walking around the convention center, even if it's crowded. Mm-hmm. And I think it <clears throat> doesn't. I think other people don't. People that I'm close to. There are oh. some people that aren't into it. They don't like... Which part? The whole like walking around for in there for hours for like two hours. Okay, and I get it because it's insane in there. But I it's real. It really like makes me feel like a kid again to be in there. Yeah, and it and it just makes me feel really good. And that's really all I wanted. The parties and stuff. It sucked to not be able to go to that. But uh huh. But going into the exhibit hall is really where the joy came from. So I got to do that. So that was nice. But the whole rest of the time was just work, 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 work. But there was a time. Uh, I would I would you I would actually consistently get dinner with Brett 
mm-hmm. and his lovely wife Jamie and their kid Ma- uh, Mason. Sorry, I almost said Madison. That's okay. Uh, <clears throat> can they change it? And then Bree, they should change it. Now that I've said it that way, uh, Madison. Just I, just I was just start calling him Madison. Madison Register. Did That's you, a great name. It's like you birthed a rich kid. Madison Register. I present. That's what the doctor says. The burp, award burp, the for has a best trumpet. human. Burp, 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 burp. Madison Register. <laughs> it's also a good drunk person's name. A drunk person to say. Madison Register. Madison Register. <laughs> anyway. And then I was over there and she's fucking, she's not even over Ted's house. She's over there at Madison Register's house. <laughs> I can't even find her all day and night. Has you guys seen this girl? Her name is Madison Register. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I uh, had dinner with them every evening, and it was very lovely to hang out with Brett. Brett is a great guy, I'm realizing. Yeah. He's a very, very good person, and he's very talented, and he's very funny, and I want to spend more time with that man. I think we need to spend more time with that man. You're talking about him like he listens to this podcast. I'm talking l- about him like he doesn't listen to this podcast. Because I think it's, you, you know, you don't really want to say that kind of thing to someone that you know is going to be listening. That's just something nice I want to say about it. Don't get too close with him because Because <laughs> he then he'll listen to, to this, this. And that's weird. Maybe you're right. I would I'll, think... I'll, listen, I want you to know that I think he's a great guy and he's really funny and I, I like having him around. Yeah. But I look, don't maybe I should with any pu- pull it back if he's around. I'm just saying if I was Braverson Register Bear and I was listening to this <laughs> podcast and I heard all these nice gushy things about me and I had only met this person maybe a handful of times. Yeah. I'd be like, uh oh, the too much alarm is going off. And really? Deafening. Try this. Okay. I like it. It's fun. Go ahead and try it. Give it in there. There it goes. Isn't that nice? It's very satisfying. Yeah, it's nice. <clears throat> anyway. I was walking around with Brad, Brett, Brad is his brother, sorry, Brett, I was walking with Brett, and he asked me if I, you and I had spoken yet about the new theme music. Yeah, and we had not. And I said we had not, yeah, and he was like, uh, well, I talked to him about it. I asked him about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what did he say? And Brett said that you said, (laughs) I'm going to try to quote him. (laughs) Brett apparently said to you, have you heard the new theme music for the podcast? And you said, yes. And then he he said, well, what do you think about it? And you said, I don't have time to talk about that right now. Let's talk about that another time. Is that true? <laughs> Is that what you said? That sounds exactly like something I would say. <laughs> Let's talk about it another time. I, I or something have, like that. Listen, Brett. Okay. <laughs> I don't have time to talk about that right now. <clears throat> yes. What's I up, do remember man? saying that. What? Do you, so now we have time, you and I, to talk about it. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's just too intense? I did. I, my this, only, is, this is definitely music you've never heard. I'm finding that. Yeah, I like that. It has to be because I found it from the from a place that's very strange. All right, like a 
what's strange about it. It's just it's from a uh, artist that I love who did a video game when I was a boy, a, a gentleman boy, a boy gentleman. When you were a boy gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the game was called The Neverhood. Okay. And it was like a claymation game. Mm. And this artist named Terry S. Taylor did it. And he's a very strange artist. But anyway, they just made a new game recently that was made by the guy that did The Neverhood. And mm-hmm. it's called The Sometimes Hood. Oh, shit. Armacrog. Wow, where did I pull that from? <laughs> wow, the brain's amazing, isn't it? 15 or 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you told him up. Anyway, it's called Armacrog, and um, he did the music for that as well, and that's what this track is from, okay. from a thing called Armacrog. Want to hear some specific- other ones? Sure. Was there a specific reason you chose that? Well, I wanted just because that, you knew that I wouldn't have heard it. Well, I wanted something that was a little high energy and something that you'd never heard. Yeah, great. Because I wanted to respect your strange. Hold on, hold on. Dislike. What is this? Of familiar tunes. It's not strange. Of you, you, it's I'll not be strange the first... to have a dislike of familiar tunes. Yes. I do not think it's strange. I get it. I was. You're right. You, it's because you've heard it in too many things, and you don't want it in the thing that you're making. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I take too much pride in the thing that we. I have. think that's a good. I and I respect that, and I and I appreciate it too. This track is a potent was a potential other intro for our show. I like this one. This is kind of a mixture between the two. It is. You like it? Yeah. Real skiffily. Yeah, it's nice. It's a little, little, little hopping. Do you guys like it? And then here's another one. You ready? Got some choices here. <laughs> Dude, I like this too. Really? Yeah. Hey, and welcome to Talking Banter. Dude, it's like we're, this is 1983. Right? And we have a That's talk why show. I liked that. A and lot. we both look like Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> we have giant red glasses. Yeah. Hey, on the show is the owner of the arcade. So that was that. Here's another choice. <laughs> no. No way. <laughs> You're not into that one, huh? No, not even a little bit. Why is that? I just think of water exploding. You've never heard that one before. Geysers going off. <clears throat> what about this one? <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> I think that's the wedding music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. Okay, and here's the last one. <laughs> Hi again. Days turned into night, and that's how you know it's time for dynamic banter. With Mike Falzone. I'm Mike. And Steve Zaragoza. Over here is my buddy Steve Zaragoza. How you doing there, Mike? I'm all right. It was warm as heck today, wasn't it? Woo, doggy flop. I did it, and now I know it. Did you go out there and do what needed to be done? I went on down out there and down out there. I went out down out there. Now, your cousin told me that you had to go into town today. Yeah. How's that? 
Well, I went down. I was getting into my truck, and I was oh. going to go downtown. I heard that. And that little Thompson boy came walking up. And that, he was like, yay, that, Steve, you, got, you going into town? That uh, does sound like that little Johnson gentleman. Thanks, boys. So I said, yeah, I'm going to town. You want to come in on with it? And he says, yeah, I'm going to come out to town. So we got in my truck and we drove to town. That's nice. Yeah. What'd you get in town? I had some screws. You just had, had them with you or? <clears throat> I didn't stay in town for long because I had to get back for supper. Mmm, do love supper. Uh. Anyway, that's our podcast for this week. Thanks so much for turning whoa, whoa, in. Whoa, 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 hold up, Mike. Oh, hold on. There's one last thing that needs to be said. What's that, Steve? I got to read here, this here announcement uh, all about the uh, Down Square sta- Station, how there's a crack in the fountain. <laughs> Once again, that's the AP News <laughs> Mr. McGregor says, don't climb up on that fountain while they're repairing it or it's going to break. <laughs> Be careful out there. Just don't go walking on that fountain. I know that everyone, when they go into town, they enjoy walking on it. Just don't walk on the fountain. They're fixing it. That's the announcement. <laughs> Till next time, this is Dynamic Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on, Mike. One Uh more announcement real quick. What's going on? Is the wind picking up again? Yeah. You heard him. Wind advisory. Humphrey's sick tree is no longer a safe place to hang out. Oh, what happened? There's been a lot of suspicious activity going on at the sick tree. Don't go over there. Can you be more specific <laughs> about the activity? There are, there are ill animals that hang out by the sick tree. Well, what the fuck, Steve? Is this thing cursed or something? Uh, no, no, no. I think it's just a nice warm place for the animals to go when they die. Never thought that old tree that way. <laughs> it's not safe to be around dying animals. You know, now that I think about all my fondest memories of that tree, there sure were a lot of dead animals around. All the time. <laughs> it just ain't safe to go there. Alright? That's it for our show. Go ahead. Let us out. Lead us out. Let me out. (laughs) Remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. This is Don. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh Hold on, Mike. There's one more announcement. Hold on to your ears. 
Janny says there's some bad apples at the market. Don't buy them. All right, well, that about do it, Steve. That's about it. All right, well, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Once again, if you leave us a review, that really helps. Jenny Spider got out. Please keep your eye open for Jenny Spider. Is this the same <laughs> Jenny? <laughs> nah, man, come on. You know Jenny with the spider is different than Jenny who has a lot of apples. Come on. <clears throat> That's the end of this one. So that'll do it for us. This is Dynamic Banter with Mike and Steve signing signing off. You got anything to say, Steve? Uh, that wouldn't have been good music no, for our podcast. No, that's no good. We can't have that But one. you liked all the other ones, huh? Most do of them. you like it more than what we currently have? I like the one that was in between a lot. But if you want to keep it the one we have now... I'm with it. Whatever you want to do. You're talking man. about this one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. It's got a nice hop to it. I like it. You gotta have if you have a podcast intro theme, has to have some hop to it. Mike, what was your Comic Con experience like? Uh, I had a good time. <laughs> uh, me and Elliot, Mia Pinchov, and Tracy Ashley. We all did stand up for charity on Thursday, right over there at Sparks Gallery, and there was a uh, that was live streamed on Twitch, and I guess uh, <coughs> about a thousand people saw it. Or Dude, so. that's really good. That's, that's good the for Twitch. First time, um, <clears throat> uh, any of my like a full stand up set has been on the internet. Usually, I just try to clip off like. Uh, crowd work or things I know like won't happen again are right. part of jokes that I'm working on for like if you know I ever get a special or something like that. I don't yeah. want to burn them just yet. So that was the first time there was a set online, and they I think they pulled it right afterwards. But it was nice because uh, I always get so many tweets and like Instagram comments about like, will you ever come here? Like you always do shows in L.A. and the it's a bummer. Oh, that so we it was can't a good chance you. to go to San Diego. It was a it was a good opportunity to get those San Diego fans. Yeah, well, them, but it was good for uh for it to be streamed so that people who are like nowhere near where I play all the time could uh, could have seen it. Right. Yeah. That's cool, man. And yeah. did you? And it was a good show. It was good. It was fun. It was a fun audience. Everybody wanted to laugh. Some more. Uh, does this sound like it might be an annual thing? You might do it next year oh, I too. I hope so. Uh, Rachel, yeah, the, our friend Rachel, yeah. uh, who put it on, did a fabulous job, and she she said she felt like she found her calling, and she wants to do that a lot more. That's so cool. And like put on <clears throat> specifically comedy shows for like. Uh, benefits and wow and like i love yeah. it yeah i'm R- trying rachel's not to great put too much pressure on her by repeating that sure uh no pressure whatsoever but that would be amazing rachel is an absolute sweetheart i mm-hmm. love her very much she, she and i loves were... you dude she used to be my um one of my managers yeah i used to be signed to this company called big frame and she yeah. used to work there back in the day her and sarah penna and uh she would always talk to me about you, even after we were both we had both moved on to other oh, things. Yeah, we yeah. stayed friends. 
And she was like, the only reason I want to go back into managing is to manage like you and Megan Tonjes and Steve Zaragoza. No way. And she wanted to be introduced to you like years before she met you. That's crazy. Yeah, man. She always spoke very highly of you. We just, yeah, we happened to end up working together. Yeah. And I and and she's such a sweetheart, and we always try to do stuff together. This year was a little tough <clears throat> because of all the Comic Con stuff, but um, but I got to do some stuff at the Skybound booth. Yeah, and she always loads me up with swag, and it's she's such a sweetheart because she knows I love all that garbage. Yeah, man. Um, not to Especially say that the like swag was garbage. No, no, no. Everybody knows what you're saying. It's all good stuff. Like yeah. it's all good, all good stuff. Saga stuff, Walking Dead stuff. I got a foam sword. Good. And what else about your experience? Did uh, you enjoy and then it? I, I hosted two shows right. on their live stream because they did a live stream uh, for a couple days straight. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> that's okay. And there were uh, shows broken up into like half hour segments. And I had one was like an unboxing show. And I unboxed a bunch of things that I had no prior knowledge of. And I had to act like maybe I was an expert at those things. Oh, that's fun. And it, was it was kind all of fun. Comedy, all jokes. Oh, but it wasn't meant to. I was supposed to know what I was talking about. Okay. And, and I did didn't. you? It was comedy for me because I did not. And then I hosted a couple episodes of another show called Critical Miss, which is uh, I play old board games from like the oh, 70s yeah, and 80s. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. And so I played them with a bunch of guests and most of them were cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Some real weird games. Yeah. I played Star Trek, the board game. Yeah. And it was like 1979. How was it? Reading the instructions took up most of the time. <laughs> oh no! And then I gave up and I started making up rules because <laughs> they were. It was like take the capacitor to the flight deck and then fly around the star system, aligning the two star system, and then you're the guy. How do you do that? Yeah, exactly. Were there little toys? Yes, small and th- toys. those didn't work out. It was just boring and bad. What kind of stuff did you unbox? Um, a bunch of Walking Dead figurines. Oh, cool. Some Saga stuff, some Outcast stuff, but mostly uh, there's a new ne- uh, uh, Lucille. Yeah. That's 34 inches. Oh, I saw that. Which is the bat that Negan uses. In Walking Dead. In Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Negan figure that comes with a Glenn that has a little bashed in head. From yeah. A comic. Spoiler alert. Oops. And, it's uh, in the comic. It's fine. Yeah, it came out several years ago, and um, <clears throat> other stuff like that. Uh, Lion Cat. That's from Saga. Lion Cat. Yeah, the statue. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, there you go. I haven't opened it yet, but I got it. So that was one, and that they came fun. out with a bunch of new uh, Super Fight cards, but we didn't talk about those. Okay. Didn't we help write the newest batch? We sure did. That's cool. Have you seen them yet? No, I saw the boxes of them. But oh not wow, like, shit! Then yeah. I I wonder which cards made it in. Did they tell you last time which no, cards? No, I made like in? not knowing until I play it. What if there's none of them? You like that? I've gotten a bunch in, so I'm fine. Oh okay, I never have. I'm worried. You've about never it. gotten cards in the. This deck? is my first time. Oh, writing well, cards I'm sure for them. Many of your cards got in. Well, I hope it. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else you want to say about Comic-Con? Would you go to Comic-Con if you weren't working? I don't think so. I'll tell you this, and this is the nerdiest thing about me, and I've talked about this a couple other places. uh, I'll hear it. But I went to go to the Mattel booth. That was the only thing I wanted to see last year. I didn't get to see it, and this is just my second year going. Right. 
And so Mattel makes all the wrestling figures for the year. Uh, so I wanted to go see all of that. So the first place I, I saw it wasn't the internet because that's, it's cool when they announce everything, but it's kind of a bummer to see like somebody else's cell phone picture of it. Right. And this was seeing it in, in uh, a person. So that was cool. And I saw that and it was nice only wanting to see one thing because then I could just like leave the exhibit hall whenever I wanted to. And I just remember thinking like there was too, too many people. It's like getting let in or out of a concert constantly. <laughs> yeah. Is exactly what it's yeah. like. And that's too much for me. I can't be shoulder to shoulder with that many people. It's it's a constantly. lot for people. Some yeah. people, yeah, I get it. I, I won't, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, t- d- uh, rain on your parade about that. <laughs> Is that the proper way to do that? No, I won't give you. I won't give any shit for that because I get. Okay. It. I get yeah. that it's like because it, it, it is very packed. But there's something calming and fun about that to me. There's uh, when I saw what I wanted to see for the first time, I got like little boy bubble guts. Right? Isn't that great? And then I saw wrestlers that you got to talk to. Oh, you saw them there at the booth. Yeah, but they uh you had to buy a ticket to get a signed thing or right. whatever. Right. Dude, uh, okay, let me back up. I went they released a uh an exclusive figure there. Right. And the wrestling figure that they released was this guy called the Shockmaster, who yeah. the only thing he's famous for was botching an interview in 1993. No way. He basically he was somebody's mystery tag team partner. And he was supposed to make this entrance during an interview segment by breaking through the sheetrock wall. And then that was his big entrance. Okay. But he got halfway through the wall. They were like, the shock master. And he got halfway through the wall and fireworks went off and he tripped over the wall and his helmet that was used to conceal his identity rolled off. And everyone knew who he was. And it was like the biggest blown Wait, surprise. Wait, it happened live? Yeah. Yes. 1993. You could look it up. I think on YouTube, it's like best botch in wrestling history. No way. So as a joke, as an exclusive, they came out with a wrestling figure of this guy. Like coming through the wall? Yes. And I ended up getting two of them, which was awesome. That's awesome. So that was my like little boy moment. Uh, buying this like thing that was exclusive to this fucking thing uh, event. It was awesome. And then he was there signing them. That actual guy? Yeah. And did you get it signed? No, because you had oh, to buy you a, had ticket to a ticket to buy all them. Right, but right. even being that close and like uh, Xavier Woods is another wrestler who recognized me from VidCon. He like came up and hugged me while I was on the phone to somebody else. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So it was just a really fun moment. Yeah, it was great. Me and Elliot... And this is not to get too meta, but this is a very like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but it's a very appreciative thing. And I'm sure you've gone through similar things, if not this weekend. Me and Elliot had a bunch of moments that were like, we're here and somebody's paying for us to be here and paying us to be here because they think we're funny. And like yeah. we're doing stand up at this event that people from all over the world go to. And like we're at this really fancy hotel for a couple days, and yeah. like people are paying for us to eat, and there's like parties that we're being invited to. Yeah, and we felt very fortunate, and there was a lot of like, "What the fuck is going on?" Type like, thing. yeah, why do we? What did we do to deserve this? When you'd never think that you're good enough, right? It's <laughs> it's hard to 
comprehend why people would want to be that nice to you. It's like and it's give a, you these opportunities. It, it, yeah, it's a validating experience. Yeah, because then it's like, well, shit, maybe I maybe I am pretty good. Yeah. Maybe I'm good at what But I'm then doing. as soon as you start believing that shit, you get worse. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, we had a bunch of you cool mo- moments this weekend. That w- it was awesome. just like we were looking out the window at San Diego and we were like, it's so cool here. I can't believe somebody fucking thought we were funny and enough. And invited you there. Yeah. That's awesome. It is, you're right. It's a very strange experience to be like, I had that experience. I had that same feeling when I was in Cancun. Uh huh. Because I was invited to Cancun for some like promotional event. I re- you found out about that while we were doing uh, Cloverfield stuff. That's right. That's yeah. right. And that was very much like, why did I? D- I'm not a celebrity or anything. Yeah, why am I doing this? We fooled people. We fooled people into thinking that we're different than normal people. But you know what, man? I think <laughs> that's what life is. Is fooling like fooling people. people. That's the thing. It's like you fool people into thinking that you're better than you are at stuff. Right. And then uh, the other like Hollywood secret is that everyone is trying to figure out and manufacture. It's just like work yes. with people that you like. Yeah. And like come and hope that with, they're like, nice teams people. Of people and hope they're good people. Yes. Well, know that they're good people before, before you do it. Yeah. You yeah. meet all the douches through all these other jobs. Yeah. And then eventually what you figure out is like, oh, I only want to make stuff with my friends right. as much as possible. Right. Dude, I had a big moment like that on the drive home from San Diego with Bree. Uh-huh. We were talking about how like we definitely are not strangers to people who are real friends in our lives. Yeah. And we have people that may not be good friends. They may not be real friends too. Yeah. And I'll see like, myself out. <laughs> you're actually one of the people that came up when we were talking about genuine good friends. Oh, nice. For sure. You and Zoya. Snuck in sure. there. And that that goes back to fooling people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we had a we had a good moment where we were like, "Man, we are we don't we have good friends in our lives. We should be um, you know, spending more time with those types of people." Yeah. And not the other types. You know what's interesting and what I'm going to sound old but I think this comes with age. Yeah. It's like your tolerance for dramatic and weird shit. Yeah. Maybe not weird shit, but definitely dramatic in the friend realm. Yes. It lowers drastically. Oh yes. I have a zero tolerance when it comes to like, if I think this person's like playing games or like doing something to get a reaction yeah, or doing anything other than just being totally honest with you at all times. I'm like, Oh, then we just won't hang out. Anymore. And that's, that's totally okay. Yeah. And that's actually like good. Yeah. You need to like really like figure out who are the people that you want to spend your time with. Like figure that out. Yeah. You want it to be everyone that you meet. You do. But you that hope is, it is. It's far from uh Depending on your circles, it's usually That's pretty real true. Fun. And if you live in Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna. I for you were gonna get that I, specific. I tried not to do that. I hated on Los Angeles a lot when well, I first moved here. Well, it's hard for here. you because you didn't grow up here and you didn't live here, so I'm sure it feels kind of like unfair to say like, "Oh, I hate L.A." or something. Yes, and I don't want to be that guy because I, I was been here that long guy for enough. A while. You've yeah. been here long enough, and, and I you don't know. hate L.A. I hate. Uh, don't I mean hate strong hate is a strong I have no tolerance for a certain type of yes person I agree with and that. I was 
thought I was crazy for a long time. That's why like one of the things you do when you move to Los Angeles is go to therapy at some point. Of course. That's why it's just part of the Because you're surrounded thing. by people that make you feel insane and make you right. insane. But one of the things that made me feel very sane is when me, Elliot, and Delman went on tour. Yeah. And we went to uh, Connecticut and New York. Right. <laughs> they were like... You could just tell that people like mean what they say. Yes. And that people are very honest and, and upfront. And uh, Delman in Connecticut especially felt like he was going to get beaten up by everybody. <laughs> oh, because they're not used to saying how you feel and like talking about the way, like not sugarcoating. No, he just said like a bunch of people gave him the up and down and just like could tell that he was very not from. Dude, there. that happened to me in Chicago. Yeah. I got like real, like verbally roughed up in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, I'm a nice guy. I don't think this should be happening. Yeah. I, I don't, I didn't like ask for this. Yeah, Chicago's a... What was that, do you think? Chicago's a tough place. Is that a Pokemon? <laughs> Chicago's a tough place. Yeah. It's a little rough. Yeah. Uh, Lil Ruff is my favorite com- uh, rapper. Lil Scruff McGruff? Lil Ruff. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you feel good? Yeah. Do you feel good about this one? We're, uh, we're pretty deep into this podcast that, we're, that we do. Uh, so maybe thank you for getting us to number 23 on the podcast comedy chart. Yeah, guys, we got to number 23. That's like a big deal. That's insane. It's a big deal. And we're almost, or I think we're above between this podcast and the last podcast we did that had like 18 episodes. Yeah. We're over like a half a million listens. Is that true? Yeah. So thank you. Wow. I did that. I guess that means something, huh? Yeah. That means it's, <laughs> it means that people are actually listening to this. Yeah. I think when I just I, when I saw the thing at twenty two. When I saw the thing at twenty two, I was like, "That's too high," <laughs> right? And I was like, "Like, what are we even talking about here?" And I don't know. And we don't do like the things that you're supposed to do. No, when we're you, doing when podcasts you say, like, wrong. Uh, rate and review. That's that's too. People are always like, "How do YouTube videos make it to the top or whatever?" That's how podcasts make it to the top and so every podcast you hear and it's not a shameful thing and i'm not against it they say like rate and review and we don't do that every time and we don't do that so i don't know <laughs> how we get on any type of thing i just think that that's very kind and nice for these people who are listening to this to do that yeah to get that there yeah yeah yeah. thank you for listening and Th- doing stuff yeah and why don't you rate and review our podcast why don't you i'm not really down for saying that <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a History Road queued up here. I can't um, wait. This is from uh, uh, someone here named Michaela Ralph. She has a woman's first name and a man's first name. Um, And here's how it goes. It says, hello to my favorite little babies. My name is Mickey. I live in London, England, and I work as a freelance graphic designer in tv and film can i ask a question before we get too deep yeah if you know that she's from london england do you think it's worth it to do the rest in an accent Ooh, it's a lot of pressure i'm just asking i wasn't trying to sway you either way i also work with mod at her website geek bomb writing articles as part of her bomb squad Tonight, I wanted to take you down my history road to the first job in television that I ever got. 
It's the story of how I seriously almost ruined my entire career before it had even begun at a dinner party I wasn't even supposed to be at. Heads up, it's a long one. Here we go. I was walking on air. I had just landed on the beautiful French Caribbean island of Guadalupe, and I was headed to what would be my home for the next seven months. I had been flown out there for the first uh, ever television gig, and was completely filled with and disbelief. How the heck did I land? this job in the first place. I was a week early. I had opted to fly out sooner so that I could get used to speaking French all day, get to know the island, and try to chill out before we start production. Because I was so early, there was almost no other crew living on the island yet. Only heads of departments, uh, HODs. Uh, there was this series director, the producer, the line producer, uh, three executive producers, <laughs> the DOP, and the production designer. So basically, every single incredibly important person was there, uh, plus me. <laughs> The little newbie graphic designer who was trying her hardest to make a good impression and stay out of everyone's way. <laughs> In the lobby of the hotel, I bumped into the production designer. He graciously, and mostly out of pity, invited me out to dinner that night with the HODs. They were going to celebrate the beginning of the show and discuss important shit that I totally wasn't supposed to be privy to. Out of instant reflex and a little bit of fear, I said yes and cursed myself as I went upstairs to my hotel room to get ready at. I cannot reiterate more that I should not have been attending this dinner. I had no experience brushing shoulders with the likes of these kinds of important people, my bosses, my future employers. They had my tiny blossoming career in their big scary hands and I was convinced I was going to say something terrible and embarrassing and wrong. Let alone the fact that I had to find the strength to eat in front of all of them. Universally the most awkward thing to do in front of people you don't know. This was totally new territory, and I was vastly unprepared. I agreed with myself that I would say as little as possible to lower that risk and practice keeping my mouth shut in the mirror as I put on my makeup. <clears throat> I get to the dinner and the production designer introduces me to everyone and I nervously sit down. I was sat across the table from the producer who seemed very nice but not that interested in my presence. To be honest, I didn't blame him at all. I shouldn't have been there and I wasn't important enough to really be on his radar. So I kept the promise to myself and kept my mouth shut as much as I possibly could, only opening it, a, opening it a little to fork some food in and closing it back up tightly afterwards. 
I need you to understand how nervous I was. I was real nervous and uncomfortable and couldn't wait for it to be over. I don't know about you boys, but when I get like that, it's very easy for me to get nervous giggles, which then develop into uncontrollable belly laughs. Now I know you might now be able to see where this is going, and trust me, this isn't going to end quite how you think it will. Now, for the life of me, I can't remember who said what, or even what was said. But something got me. Something tickled my funny bones so severely and so quickly that I instantly lost all control of my body. <laughs> my tightly shut mouth turned into a vacuum-powered cannon, and I spat a piece of lettuce clear across the table as if... Wasn't bad enough. The wet bit of lettuce flew through the air and landed in the open mouth of the producer, who then swallowed it. I shit you not, I physically spat food across a table of my bosses into the open mouth of the most important man at the table. He spent the whole next ten minutes gagging and spitting. The whole rest of the table went silent, and they all stared wide-eyed at me as if I started to laugh slash stop. I'm sorry. As I started to laugh slash sob uncontrollably out of pure shock. I made peace with the gods and patiently waited for death to carry me away. It was the worst moment of my life. Hands down. If this sounds far-fetched or exaggerated, I have six to seven reputable HODs who can corroborate that this actually real-life fucking happened to me and to the producer. And once they all recovered from the shock, they began to laugh, and that lessened the tension a little bit. I tried to calm down, but it honestly took me a few weeks to fully bounce back after that. I was prepared to pack my bags and go home and forget all about my lifelong dream of working in show business. I toughed it out and finished the show and still can't believe I survived! <laughs> Since then, that producer and I have become very close friends. We've worked together many times over the last six years and I even designed his wedding invitations and orders of ceremony for his nuptials last year. Enough time has passed that it doesn't hurt anymore and I'm able to laugh about it so I thought I'd let you guys have a little giggle about it too. Chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim cherry. Ah ha dee dee, ra da da, ra da da. Oh, 
ate some of that food and he spit in the mouth of the producer man and now I'm out of mouth. I've yet to hear a worse first impression story. Ha ha ha, I dare you to find one. <clears throat> Keep being totally rad and making me cry with laughter late at night when I listen to your podcasts. You guys are the best little boys, and thank you for every bit of goodness you put out into this crazy world. Lots of love. Mickey. Thanks wow. for joining us this week on Dynamic Banter. My name is Mike. Thank you. That was a headgum podcast.